So you have to start with that self-assessment. Who am I? And then once I know who I am, I can understand how I affect those around me. How am I interacting with those around Mm -hmm. me? How do others perceive me? But if you're unaware of who you are at the core, then you're going to be oblivious to to all the other pieces. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here along with Heather Marchant. Hey. 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 (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. We got a little bit of a different show today. If you haven't already subscribed, you should do that. In addition, you know what would be really cool in light of all the turmoil in the world is if you guys gave us a written review. That would really make our day. It would be awesome, actually. So do that. So do that. And then, man, we've got an interesting, very cool show today. I think everybody's going to really like it. And it's, you know, it's something that we've not even really, and we talked a little bit about this, Heather, this is kind of like next level that we've talked about. We've done a lot of discussions about culture and um, business and teams and all kinds of different topics surrounding that. But today we have a friend of our company, um, Lindsay Perez on with us. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you very much. Lindsay, we were kind of joking just before the show about how some people don't really know what you do, even after you explain to them what you do, um, (laughs) people in your family. That happens to all of us, by the way. I think my wife, when she tries to explain what I do, has a rough time too. So but I'm going to try this, okay? And um, right. guys, everybody should know that Lindsay is the first doctor that we've had on this the show. She is actually Dr. Lindsay Perez. It's legit. She is an industrial organizational psychologist, which is a mouthful. And it's pretty cool because she actually <laughs> uses data analytics to kind of go in and figure out what's going on in your company with structure, with your work environments, and tries to figure out how you can optimize all of that. And in addition to that, I'm going to say the word coach because (laughs) that's um, that's the one I like. Yeah, that's the one I like. Yeah. I actually, this one, this is really cool. She's a certified talent optimization consultant, which if you put all that together is pretty cool because who doesn't (laughs) want to optimize all of their talent? (laughs) I know I do. Anyway, welcome, Lindsay. We got to know you. You did a project for us that was really, really cool. So we wanted to chat a little bit about that with you and talk to you a little bit about why someone with an amazing culture like us. Because we're so great already. I mean, we're so awesome. (laughs) Would want to hire you to come in and tell us how awesome we are. Yeah, I'm going to give a little background here. So Ron and I meet every quarter and go over some goals for the quarter. And I, in, in process of that, I said, I really want to work on some divides between different roles in different departments. We're a, we're a smaller staff and we actually really like it that way. There's a lot of advantages to having a small staff, but our disadvantage that we constantly, constantly, we're talking, I mean, years, Ron, we've talked about this same problem mm-hmm. that we have a culture where we all jump in and help and we're a team, 
but that has been also a detriment to our team for a little while now. And we've tried to fix it. You wouldn't think that would be a detriment, but it kind of is, right? (laughs) It kind of is. Because I don't know how many times I get questions from staff and they'll say, I'm not sure whose job this is, Heather. Like, I don't know who I'm supposed to talk to about this issue, right? Um, All the time, probably um, several times a day on some weeks. And so we knew we had a problem, but we weren't really sure how to fix it. And I think for Ron and I, we were so in the business on day-to-day basis that thinking outside the box and trying to find a fresh perspective. So that was one one thing we were working on. And then also we had some growth potential with looking at working with um, different types of marketing and attracting different people to our business model and trying to expand that. And we needed some uh, someone that could help us look at like what we needed to do and how we needed to fix all of our processes and our systems so that we had a really dialed in system for these clients. So we had less of, hey, Heather, what's going on on my purchase? So we so enter in Lindsay because I asked, um, I was asking Ron about it and someone that we know and respect very much recommended Lindsay to us and said, oh my gosh, she's phenomenal. You're going to have a great experience. And so on our first call, I was blown away. I remember Ron and I both got off the call and we're, and we're both kind of awestruck at your level of expertise, but also relatability. I mean, really impressive. So I wanted to just give a little bit of background to kind of help our listeners Thank understand you. how we met. So <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So, so Lindsay, when you, when you came into the company, like when you dive into a company like ours, because you did a lot of stuff for us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you attack this and get all of the information? Because, you know, a lot of this you did on your own, right? You were just doing it. And then you would show up with these awesome reports for us. And, <laughs> and they really were awesome. But ha- talk to us a little bit about what, what you do and what your methodology is. How does it work? Sure. Absolutely. I do a lot of listening and a lot of learning. Thank you for the wonderful introduction and all the, all the titles and things that I do. But at the end of the day, um, I just, I work with people. I work on people systems. I work on um, helping organizations with their people and with their systems. And the great thing about working with people is that I can go into any organization and you all have people. But the downside of that is that I'm not necessarily an expert in any one organizational structure or one company. So I have to do a lot of learning and I have to do a lot of listening from the beginning. So when I started working with you guys, I just asked Heather to just tell me about what you do. Walk me through the process. Uh, we spent about an hour on Zoom going through uh, everything from you know the setting phone call all the way through closing a deal and then what that looks like afterwards. And then I did a lot of research on my own to really try to understand your industry. So it really starts with a lot of listening. And in your guys' case, I had the wonderful opportunity to do a client experience survey. So you guys gave me a couple of clients that I could call, I could speak to, I could really get some quality feedback on how you guys were doing, what you were doing really well, what you could maybe improve, some growth opportunities. And that gave me a really great picture of RPC and of what you guys do. And the amazing thing for you guys, I want to give you guys a shout out 
is I listened to your culture podcast, um, gosh, about a couple months ago now, I think it was that you guys put that up and I could hear your values just oozing out of people's comments. I mean, when I talked to your team, when I talked to your clients, it was so refreshing to hear them talk about your integrity and your kindness. And so just a shout out to you guys as well, because uh, that's not common to have your clients really see you guys living your values. So that was a really neat experience. Well, well, thank, thank you. you. They, their, their suggestions for improvement were louder to me than that. So I need to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the really cool things though, Lindsay, that, you know, when I go into something like this, I love it when companies and when, when people deliver on a level that is, um, that is exceptional. And when we got the first, when we started to get the first type of reports back from you, this is the get real podcast. So on our show, we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? And so you just talked about the good, but we had a lot of, I mean, even from our clients that love us, they're like, yeah, we love you guys and you can do better. And here's the things that you can do better. And they were all, I mean, some of them, I think we already knew, but some of them were like, oh, wow, really? They think that? But the cool thing is, is that not only did you bring us the challenges, which is one of our one of our core values is you actually brought us solutions, which is fantastic because that's what we wanted, right? Yeah. Um, is how can we solve this stuff? How can we solve the internal challenges that are making our clients feel this way instead of only always feeling the way that you just said, you know, that, yeah. that we're doing everything like we're supposed to. So that was amazing to us to, to hear yeah. some of the constructive feedback about how we could be better. Yeah. I was amazed at the pace too, Lindsay. I mean, when we first met, I said, how long is this going to take? Like I kind of had built this into so such a complex web of, I don't know, just an awful project for me because I didn't know how to start. And you said, I don't know, maybe two weeks. And you understood, <laughs> you understood our company and what we do and what's important to us and our core values faster than anyone I've spoken with ever. So I was super impressed by that too, that you had that background and you'd done, I knew you'd done your research and had, you know, figured out who we are in a, in a nutshell. So. Thank you. Yeah. And, and towards the solutions, you know, the other piece, whenever I meet with a new client, you know, Heather, you and I sat down, we not only went through, you know, who you are as a company and, and everything that you guys, um, all the steps along the way, but we also talked about where do you want to be? Let's talk mm -hmm. about the future. What are you looking for? What at the end of the day, what outcome are you hoping to have out of all of this? Because when it comes to meeting that deadline and you wanting to get things done quickly, and when it comes to you know, having a final product to give you guys, I want to make sure I'm meeting those expectations and that you have something at the end of the day that is what you were expecting or better. And so when I was able to listen to your clients and talk to your team um, and then see the future goals that you guys had in mind, it was easier to bridge that gap and say, okay, here's where you are. Here's a really honest, clear picture of where you are and here's where you want to be. So let's bridge that gap and figure out how to get there. Yeah, totally. It was a great experience for, for our staff too. We just barely finished going through a lot of homework assignments that you'd given me in particular and um, going through job descriptions is what we just barely did. And I didn't realize how powerful that would be. I kind of thought it would be a little redundant. I think Ron heard me present it to them and I said things like, 
yeah, you probably know this already, you know, this is what you do, but we wanted to formalize it and make it really clear. But it brought up a lot of like, yeah, I have a roadblock to doing that job, that part of my job. Um, that I got a little bit of feedback on that's really helpful when you take the time like that to really take a look at your organization and how things are running. So, And I've done this a couple of times where we've hired people from outside the organization to come in and, and do specific things to help the organization. And I think a lot of times business owners overlook the necessity for someone who doesn't have a dog in the hunt, Yeah. right? Someone who can just, you know, really clearly say, these are your challenges right here. I've isolated them. This is what you need to work on. In a nice way, I think even when you told us the things that were wrong, it was more like, <laughs> Man, you guys really do a good job, but you could do better. It was so great. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Lindsay, let's, I mean, you did some really cool things for us and, you know, we could spend the rest of the show talking about that, but I'd love for everyone to hear a little bit more depth about what you do and what you can do. One of the things that Heather wanted to ask was about a favorite project right? Yeah. Preferably someone who's more broken than we are. I wanted to kind of, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys are so funny. Uh, (laughs) I am so glad you asked because I do have some favorite projects. And uh, one of them is, uh, it's called a leadership Academy. And right now I'm working with an organization that has about 500 employees. So it's a, it's a pretty good size organization and they created an initiative this past year that they just wanted to help their leaders in their organization become better, become better humans, become better leaders. And so we put together a six month leadership Academy program where there's homework. I know Heather, you mentioned homework earlier. I'm a big fan (laughs) of homework. Heather's (laughs) a big fan of homework. I'm a big fan of homework. (laughs) But we meet, we meet once a month as a group. Um, right now, of course, it's via Zoom, unfortunately. I love to do things in person as well, but via Zoom works. Uh, we meet as a group and we tackle hard topics for leaders. We talk about um, conflict management. We talk about communication. We talk about emotional intelligence. And there's a curriculum. And for every organization I've done this with, we tailor everything. Because I'm not all about a program that's just, here's my one size fits all. It's going to fit your organization. We'll just run it as usual. That doesn't work. It doesn't work for people. It doesn't work for companies. So what we do is we say, all right, we're going to have a session on communication. What are the communication concerns in your organization that we need to tackle today? And we really focus in on your organizational specific challenges, your organization's goals. And the thing I love most about that program is that I love connecting with people and I love working with people who want to be better, people who want to change their lives, people who want to increase their skills. Um, It's something that I really have enjoyed. So uh, leadership academies within organizations are probably one of my favorite projects to work on. So what level is it just managers or what level of employees are you working with in those? Yes, great question. Typically, it is managers and supervisors, kind of the mid-level if you're looking at an org chart. We've had the opportunity once to work with the C-suite, and it was 
Fantastic. And I highly recommend that any organization who's looking at doing this starts at the very, very top, as well as starting throughout the organization. Because if I'm teaching your middle supervisors how to communicate effectively and their supervisors aren't doing the same thing, it's really hard to sustain that within an organization. Yeah, that's pretty dysfunctional. Yeah. And unfortunately, it happens all too often. You know, a lot of CEOs who say, it's not my problem. It's the people <laughs> below me. It's them, you know, and you're going, well, actually, you know, we might want to do one of those presentations just for the CEO. Right. Um, tell him all about all the things that he's doing well and what he could do better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I found that a lot that I think it's mostly uh, pride and hubris at that level that would keep somebody from, from actually being able to grow because man, none of us know everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. Um, generally speaking, if there's a problem in the organization, it's, it's directly caused by the leader of the organization. Yeah. Almost every time. Yeah. We do see you, that a lot. Absolutely. Do you interview like the, when you, when you're working with the C level, do you interview some of the staff to give them feedback or how do you go about knowing what they need, what they need to work on? Yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. if I'm working with an executive at a company, I'm definitely getting feedback from everyone, every single level, mm -hmm. because there's a ripple effect, you know, what every action that you have, every, every word you use, it ripples out throughout the entire organization. And so I'm talking to everybody. And I also, and you guys probably have experienced this when you walk into an organization, sometimes you can feel the culture, right? You walk in yep. and you immediately go, Oh, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it's uncomfortable uh, or you walk in, I've been and, in one of those. Oh yeah. Been in one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Right. It just, you don't want to be there. You don't want to go to work. Nobody else wants to be at work and it decreases productivity immensely. I mean, when you look at the studies, if you have a negative culture or even a culture that's not defined, the productivity is a lot lower. So mm -hmm. when you go into an organization and you walk in and you go, Oh, this is a really pleasant place to be. And everyone's, um, you know, excited to be there. Heather, you made a comment to me early on. I said something about, thank goodness it's Friday or something. And you said, oh, but you know, I love what I do. So it doesn't matter to me what day of the week it is. Um, <laughs> that's the kind of culture you want. One that, oh, it's Friday. Great. That's great that it's Friday, but every day is enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, one of our, one of our core values says we love Mondays and there are very few Mondays I don't wake up and go, yes, like I'm ready to tackle this new work week, you know? So it's a culture that Ron has really, really worked hard to create. So that's oh. interesting. I forgot. I remember that conversation though. <laughs> um, so, I want to oh, go ahead and you, Ron. Go ahead. No, no, so no, many no. questions. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> shut up for a second. Go ahead. I, I guess I want to know the, the companies out there besides ours, of course, like the great benefit, like the benefits that they can have. Cause you mentioned one right there of productivity that I hadn't thought of. Um, maybe some hidden benefits for hiring someone like yourself or taking some introspection in the company and how things are run. What other benefits have you seen? Oh, absolutely. No, I'm glad you asked um, because a lot of them are harder to measure. Absolutely. Uh -huh. 
But the first one, of course, being productivity. But after that, turnover. Turnover is so expensive for organizations. When you're having to train somebody, you're losing time, you know, in the whole process for whatever your organization is, you're losing Mm -hmm. that time. Time is money. You're having to train someone that costs money. So when you have high turnover in an organization, that right there just lowers your productivity and costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, depending on what kind of an organization or what size of an organization you are. So when I come in and I do these leadership academies or I do executive coaching, I'm really working on helping you maintain and retain those employees, helping them gain the skills that they need in order to be successful, in order to grow with your company. And that significantly reduces that turnover cost. Interesting. That makes sense. I didn't also didn't think about that, but we're so small staff that I guess maybe I don't think about that, but there's companies that that would be a huge, huge factor. Well, it's emotionally draining to, to constantly be trying to move Mm -hmm. forward and you can't because someone left, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that, that is just as a business owner, it's so draining. I mean, set the money aside for a second, set the time aside for a second. It's emotionally draining because you're pouring into someone only only to have them leave. And if you can't figure out what the heck is going wrong, it just continues to happen over and over and over again. And I know that particular benefit speaks to the people who are listening because as a business owner, until you figure out what is making them leave, which is almost always culture and leadership, uh, it will continually happen to you. And you can't grow that way. It's impossible to out hire to be able to grow. It doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like taxation almost where we talk about, Ron, like our, you're growing right. your retirement and taxes, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like taking a step back every time you try to take a step forward. Huh. That's really interesting. I mean, a couple of the non-measurables, I would think, are obviously culture, right? Improving, like wanting to go to work is when you have um, those culture, culture change initiatives that you said you work on. So what, what does that look like, a culture change initiative? Yeah, great question. It's going to be driven by each each company. So there's a couple different different ways you can go about it. The first way would be changing culture, which is... Yeah really, really difficult. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, how do you even start? Yeah. Yeah. So changing culture typically takes about three to five years. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking we need to change our culture by next month and we need to, <laughs> to get this turned around, um, you're going to have to slow down. <laughs> it, it takes a long time. You can set up and start a new culture as far as setting some values and, and some different pieces right away. But for that to really take effect and for you to see the long-term benefits of it, that's what takes a long time. So, and you know, I loved listening to your guys' podcast podcast on culture because the way you came up with your values, that's really where it starts, right? You can't just come up with a culture statement and throw it on the wall and say, here it is, everybody. Here's our culture. That's just not how it works. And it's, you know, it'd be great if we could move along that quick, but we can't. So you really need to sit down as a team and determine what's our core values. First, we need to start there. What do we value? Um, What do we want to stand for? What do we want to be known for? And you're forgetting all of that financial piece. Um, Throw that out the window. We're not talking about what we're doing for people in that way. We're talking about who we are and what we stand for. 
that's the, that's the first piece. And you know, you guys, again, you had a pod, a whole podcast about how you did that. So I think that was fantastic. If people haven't heard that podcast from you guys, I definitely recommend they go back and, and start there. And then once you have that established, you need to be obnoxiously using those values <laughs> every minute of the day. <laughs> um, when I was working within an organization as an employee, we went through a culture change. And, you know, at first it seemed a little ridiculous to be using the words in all of my conversations. I mean, I stated those values. I used the <laughs> words. I brought it up at meetings. If somebody did something that was really neat, I made sure that when I gave them a shout out, I included the value that they were, they were demonstrating. And at first it felt a little uncomfortable, but I will tell you a year and a half, two years in, it was so natural and it was really starting to shape the way that everybody communicated. And we all saw those values all the time. Uh, we all use that common language and it was just fantastic to see it growing out of that. So Interesting. that makes sense. Cause Ron, I would always say to you, I'm like, Oh my gosh, could we talk about these core values anymore? <laughs> In the beginning, I mean, we put them. I I just gave a I just spoke uh, at the beginning of the year, and this I spoke on culture, and it was fun. I told everybody, I'm like, once you figure this out, once you discover all of these core values and your purpose, and you put it everywhere, you tell everybody all the time. And I know I would show up because we had we don't have very much turnover, hardly at all, and. So we would show up at our quarterly meetings. We'd go through it again. Everybody, I'm, everybody's just like, oh, really? <laughs> uh, but, but everybody knows them. Yeah. Yep. Everybody talks about them. And you're right, Lindsay. We, we live them. And, and I think it actually repels people who don't yeah. like it. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's important in that way, too. It builds a cohesive unit, but also repels people who would screw the unit up. So yep. true. They can tell they don't fit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, we, like you said, you put them everywhere. You, you make sure that they are integrated in everything you do. I mean, to the point where we put them in our performance appraisals and, and we put them in, in our write-ups, you know, if we have to do a write-up or we have to have a, a tough conversation with an employee, it's values-based. Everything mm -hmm. comes back to the values. And so if they're not values that you're okay with or that you can jump on board with, then maybe we're not the right organization for you because this is who we are. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I, I have another question because I feel like I'm, I don't know, I'm married to a psychologist. Maybe that's part of it. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I have so many questions. Um, so talent development, I know that's one thing you specialize in. How do you, I mean, is it recognizing a talent someone already has and expanding upon it or helping them with a weakness that you, you know, like a, someone has reported, like you need to work on this. And so you work to develop it. How does, what does that look like? Yeah. Great question. So when I talk about talent development, I talk about your, your people, it's your people development. It's, it's, so it's not necessarily, you know, Lindsay's one talent yeah. of being able to do this skill, but yeah. it's your talent, um, your people that you have within your organization. And there's lots of ways that we do that. Um, one of my specialties is emotional intelligence coaching. I wrote my dissertation on emotional intelligence, so I know way too much about it. Sometimes I get sick of talking about it because I've read about it. <laughs> It so much, but that's one area that, um, that I will really work with people with executive coaching and, and with that talent development piece, mm -hmm. but also we use behavioral assessments. I know you guys, um, are familiar with predictive index and some other things because of Mike McCloskey and the human analytics yeah. team. 
and that's something that, that I utilize as well in that talent development piece. It's so helpful. It's, it's not just helpful. It's the first step in working on yourself and wanting to know how you can improve in certain areas is really knowing who you are. So yeah. you have to start with that self-assessment. Who am I? And then once I know who I am, I can understand how I affect those around me. How am I interacting with those around me? How do others perceive me? But if you're unaware of who you are at the core, then you're going to be oblivious to, to all the other pieces. So we also use behavioral assessment um, to help people understand who they are and how that might be challenging for other people, how that might make things easier in some ways. And again, it's all about strengths and opportunities for improvement. Um, yeah. And we never, just to clarify that as well, I never will say, oh, this is a, this is a weakness for you. This is somewhere <laughs> where you... You at your core need to change. <laughs> That's not how it works. We are who we are, yeah. but we can absolutely have a better understanding of how who I am might come across and where there's some edges that I can soften because there are definitely times when I've worked with people who are, let's say, so detail-oriented that they don't understand why other people aren't following, right? Like, I don't understand why you didn't read my 26 bullet point step-by-step, oh step, right? And the other, the other half of the world is going, are you crazy? Like, wow. I, I, I can't the read other, all that. The other 90% of the world, <laughs> Lindsay, is going. Okay. So you guys can tell I'm a small bullets. person over here. Small bullets. <laughs> please yeah say, that makes my brain hurt that's what ron always says because yeah. i look at it's funny because we were we're just talking to our developer the other day and we're we're working on a pretty cool piece of our software that all of you out there are going to get to uh experience but heather has this spreadsheet i look at it i'm like oh <laughs> can we just have some pretty graphs and some stuff that makes me feel good i hate looking at a pile of numbers just stop it already you know yeah. and, but we are making this really cool for people like you, Lindsay, who like to download and look at this data um, <laughs> so that they can have it. Because I realize not everybody's like me. Yeah. yeah. Look at me being emotionally intelligent. Yes. Lindsay, aren't you? <laughs> I'm so proud impressed, of me? Ron. I'm so impressed. <laughs> And that, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's exactly the point. You're, you're self-aware, you know, not everyone is like you. And that's the, that's the whole point. Um, well, the world, let's just be honest. The world couldn't handle that anyway, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Just, just knowing that and knowing that you and Heather, you guys may have different ways that you go about things. So when Heather presents something to you, she knows she might have to adjust it a little bit in order to make sure that you're engaged with what she's trying to show you. And so that's all part of the coaching. That's all part of the leadership skills and the development is just understanding who you are and how that might differ from, like you said, 90% of the world. And how can you adjust some of your strategies or some of your delivery in order to to be received and for that engagement to, to stay there. I feel like one um, benefit I hear is if you have maybe someone in, in your team that you just don't get along with, even though both of you individually do a great job at your jobs. I mean, I've had that happen in several jobs before where I'm like, why don't I just jive with that person? You know, <laughs> yeah. everyone else does. And those type of analytics were actually really helpful for me. Um, I actually had a call with Mike McCloskey and I said, so tell me about this person's whatever profile and mine. 
and how I can better communicate so that there's not this conflict that's always kind of there. And it was actually so, it was very small little change in how I presented information and how I communicated. It made a massive difference. I wouldn't have suspected it. So I, I can see that side of it. Because when I first heard talent development, I'm like, RP Capital's got talent. Like, <laughs> Lindsay's going to help us develop all of our talents. But I understand what you mean now. <laughs> I think that's awesome. You know, Lindsay, I think to those out there who are, who are listening, um, and who've actually heard the things that you've spoken about. And I mean, we hired you for a, a sliver of what you do. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that people don't realize is that they can hire someone like you who is, because I, I would assume that most of the people listening to this are, are not CEOs of a company with 500 employees. Most, that's probably not the majority of the people who are listening, right? Right. God bless those of you out there who are, um, especially right now with coronavirus. Um, <clears throat> to all of the other small business owners, I don't think people realize, at least I didn't, that you can hire someone of your quality and, and talent to be able to come into a small business. I mean, Heather, how many are we now? I, I never even like know. 15? It's like, we're so yeah, small. I mean, yeah. we're a tiny little company, right? We yeah. can hire heavy hitter talent um, like you to come in and say, we need you to assess this in our business and that it is, I would have thought that you, you have a price point for 500 employees and you've got a price point for like 250, but you don't have one for us, right? Yeah. And it's just not true. It was, it was a remarkable deliver, uh, deliverable and it fit our company on every single metric and yeah. it was very impressive. So I, I, for everybody out there who's thinking to themselves, I'm too small, for this kind of a thing, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, if you have problems, you need a coach of some sort. You got to have some kind of an assessment from outside to, to be able to look at your business. And we've done this in very many iterations. This last iteration, we reached out and got the right person, Lindsay. So thank you for that. And Mike McCloskey, thank you for the referral. Yeah. But I think it's important that people understand where they're at where they want to go and what's the, what's the ch real challenge or challenges that are standing in their way. Um, and you just did a magnificent job for us of pointing those things out. So, so thank you again for that. Thank and thank you. you for taking the time to be here and share all of your knowledge with everybody listening. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It has been fun and I have just loved working with you guys. And so I want to give a, a shout out back to you. I just am so impressed with um, everything that your clients had to say about you. So thank you for um, allowing me to be on the podcast today. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so now Go ahead. if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how, how, how do they do it? Um, we're going to put some stuff into the show notes, but I know you've got your, um, your website, um, and then we'll, we'll probably throw your, I know your phone number's on your website, but we'll throw your phone number in your, in your email there. But what's your, what's your website, Lindsay? Perfect. It's PerezIOConsulting.com. So Perez is my oh. last name. I am an industrial and organizational psychologist. So that's the I-O. That's the I-O. Yes. Nice. IOConsulting.com. <laughs> Very cool. Nice. Well, Thank we you. really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Everybody go check out her website if, if you're struggling or even if you're not struggling, but you just yeah. want to get to the next level. Because man, I don't think we were struggling that bad. Either. No, I mean, it, our, our, perspective, good. 
when, when we asked Mike McCloskey that we were working on this, I think it was, hey, I just wanted to get more of these behavioral analysis stuff done. And he said, hey, I know someone that could really help you with this. Like it wasn't like we were in dire straits or anything. It was a project that I was dreading. That's the truth. Like I didn't know how to really start it and it was overwhelming. And so it kept getting pushed back, right? So because yeah, it didn't it didn't hit the pain level to no, the point where we're going to yeah. do a damn thing about it. That's really what was the, <laughs> we were not going to do this. Yeah. Uh, but and to I have remember, someone just completely yeah. take it off our plates. I mean, I remember Heather. I mean, Heather's yeah. shoulders dropped in the first meeting. She was like, oh my gosh, you're going to do all of that? Like, <laughs> oh, that yeah. is so awesome. And she, one thing I loved about what you said, Lindsay, too, that I think would be helpful for our listeners is you said, look, I'm going to meet you where you're at. So if you guys want to work on some stuff and we get a list together of next steps and you guys want to take it on, or if you want to have me do it, affecting the price structure, right? So that made a lot of sense to me for a small business owner that it was, okay, how much of this do you want me to do? And I said, well, I want you to call our clients because I think if I call them, they'd be nicer because- they're talking to me and giving me criticism, right? So I said, I want you to call our clients instead of me. And we kind of divvied out roles. And you were kind when I didn't necessarily hit my goal and just said, all right, what are we gonna, when are we going to have our next meeting? I mean, it was really effective um, in the way that you handled it. So Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. All right, everybody. So go look up Lindsay's um, website. Uh, hit her up if you, if you need some help, which you undoubtedly do. Yeah. And... Yeah, that was my that was my direct way of saying you you do. Uh, we all do. Um, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. And then you know we've been getting some feedback, which is fantastic. We're planning shows based on what you guys want and what you guys are asking for. So if you're sitting out there and you're thinking to yourself, "There's no way these guys are going to listen to me, little old me, about what I want to hear." Well, there are at least five people who would say that you're wrong about that because we've done shows on exactly what they asked for. So if you want to hear about something that has to do with business, real estate, or life, certain aspects of it, of course, then let us know. We will put them in the show. We'll do a whole show on it if we, if we can. So, all right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Till next time. Bye. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.